Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Episode 80, welcome to our show as I kick my headphone jack out. All right, uh, got a great show for you today. I actually got to sit down with Taz, and I'm not even going for Um I'm not even going to try to pronounce your, your name. I'm so sorry, Taz. I should ask you how you say it in, in, in with an Irish accent. But Taz is from Ireland, from the band Risky Business. And they're just like you, just like a lot of people here. Lighting and being in a band is a hobby. It's a side gig for them. But they've taken the time, they've taken the effort to make a really awesome show and really with a focus. And I think this is important and this is a really big takeaway from today's interview coming up soon. They put a focus on making sure every light and every aspect that they add to the show makes maximum impact for the least amount of money. And that's what I'm all about here at Learning Stage Lighting. So, of course, I was thrilled to talk with Taz, and it was so much fun, honestly. We've been chatting on the labs in the past, and it was great to connect finally via phone. Now, a couple quick things as we get started for the show. First thing, this is crazy. This month inside of Learn Stage Lighting Labs, um, not only do we have a new action plan that I made last month about how to choose the right gear and how the thought process I go through anytime I'm choosing a, p- a light or a-, a console or a piece of gear to buy, I-, I lay out my thought process and how I determine what the right options are so you can save money. Then I show you how to save money when you're purchasing. Um, so that's new in the labs. But also this month this is what I'm getting to. We're giving away an NX DMX, an Onyx USB uh, DMX device to one lucky labs member. What do you have to do? All you got to do is be a member of the labs and so and comment on our giveaway post in the forums, okay? It's really that simple. Um, that's all you've got to do, and I'm excited to be bringing that, to be doing more giveaways here in the future. And hey, you know, this thing's worth, um, gosh, over 200 bucks. It's, it's a good unit. And so you could join the labs today. Yeah, it's worth 300 bucks. That's how much they, they charge for them. And I'm going to be giving away one for free. And so I'd love for you to win it. How do you do that? Well, like I said, join the labs. It's, you know, only 40 bucks a month, 80 bucks a quarter or 240 bucks a year. And then you get to enter this giveaway as well as future giveaways that we have. And if you win, hey, you get this for free. So how can you lose with that? In lighting news today, quick thing I wanted to cover was a new fixture, the Chauvet Freedom Psych. Now, for those who might be familiar, Psych, C-Y-C, is um, a light that typically is a theatrical style light, and they are used to light backdrops, okay? So a psych light would be an old conventional light usually with gel in front of a huge piece of gel. It was almost a full 20 by 24 sheet of gel. I forget how big it was exactly because um, they're not common anymore. And they they light. The cool thing about psych lights is they light like a backdrop or a wall behind you really evenly. If you've ever gone with LED fixtures with PARs or with some strip lights and you go to light a backdrop, you notice there's a lot of light right at the bottom where the lights are or if they're at the top. And then it tapers off pretty quickly, and it's just not even. What a psych light does is it gives you a really even wash across that whole top-to-bottom psych, or side-to-side if you hang them sideways. And it almost looks like, you know, you can't even tell where the light's from. Like, it was just straight on. They're, they're that even. 
And so I really like what Chavez done here because they've jumped on the trend that ETC said a few years ago with their color source site, which is about $1,700. And they came out with a similar light, but it's under 500 bucks. And so I, go check it out. It's part of their Freedom Series as well, which if you're not familiar, these are cool lights that have a battery built in so they can run off the battery for like 10 hours or so. Um, I think it depends on how many colors you use. And I think it's like eight hours if it's everything at full, but it could be much longer if it's just one color. And they also have Chauvet's DeFi Wireless DMX built in. So I, I've been a fan of these. I've used the Freedom PARs um, for years on tons of shows. They're really reliable, pretty bright, and just generally look good. And they've included the Psych model. Of course, you can plug it in um, to power if you're going to be running it for a long time. But it's a really cool unit that you can just, you know, drop in a place, run it wireless or plug it into DMX and have a psych wash on a backdrop with just a couple lights. Anyways, a, a new dimension, a new cool thing that you can add to your show. And I'm excited to bring that to you. Awesome. Now, guys, let's hop in to my interview with Taz, guitarist and keys for Risky Business in Ireland, where we talk about being resourceful for lighting, creating great band lighting on a budget and more. We started off in the in the kind of mid to late eighties as a as a small enough band. We originally started as a three piece, and I joined to make it a four piece. And we had some you know initial success, and you know we, we were pretty young starting out, and that was great fun. And we you know we had a lot of uh, a lot of good times. Um, back then, from a lighting perspective, it was very very basic. Uh, but we'll get onto that later on. And then uh, <laughs> then we took a break, you know, family and uh, you know a different. Uh, uh, you know, we went our different ways and then we got back together about maybe 10 years ago now, maybe 11 years ago. And we've grown to an eight piece band. We're actually a team of 10, uh, but we uh, grew to an eight piece band. So we have a full brass section now and a couple of vocalists and the usual lineup with a band. And uh, we've enjoyed, you know, a lot of success. Um, you know, we've traveled uh, quite a bit with the with the band. So we've been to Canada. We've played in Canada. We've played in the UK and Spain and Portugal, so um, we've been lucky. Uh, we've got a lot of, a lot of good times, and um, we, we're enjoying it. But we're a small band, David. We're not a big, we're not a big band, and we do it as kind of as a as a hobby as opposed to kind of a full time. So we're all working as well. You know? Well, see, and that's that's the cool thing, and that's what I'm trying to highlight here too on on my stuff is like that you know not everybody's doing a huge project and a lot of the people that come to learn stage lighting and a lot of the people that i talk to they're exactly that you know it's a hobby thing or it's part-time or you know just on the side whatever and um and so it's always been great working with you and so it's really great to talk with you as well and it it makes sense filling in um i always go ahead of time you know just a few minutes ago i was looking at your guys's photos and your facebook and some of your videos and stuff refreshing myself on things and I saw some of the pictures with the Canadian flag in the background. And I was like, what kind of, you know, strange festival is this? Like Canada Fest in Dublin, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, we we played in Toronto. Uh, we played down Niagara Falls and we played up in Blue Mountain and stuff like that. So that was, that was a really, that was a good trip for us. Awesome. Very cool. So, so let's talk about lighting. Um, you know, my background as, as I, you know, know you at all is, uh, you guys, your band is a Lord and Stage Lighting Labs member, or was in the past, or something like that. Either yeah, way, it's good. Are, yeah. You still yeah, are? Okay, still great. Are. Yeah, it's, yeah, I can't yeah. keep track anymore. Um, and <laughs> yeah. so, which is great, you know, that it's grown to that. Um, it's really awesome and, and really a huge blessing. But you guys are Labs members, and um, you first approached me and said, hey, we want to get, um, you know, better with our lighting. So, so talk about, actually, you were going to 
tell me about uh, in the beginning lighting was very basic and uh, just tell me a little bit about how lighting has been for your band over the years yeah so maybe just like looking a little bit back in time you know when we started you know my memory of lighting was it being extremely hot uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> very very big and very heavy and um and very basic you know so you know we, we didn't we didn't have a the setup that we have now where we have a we have our own lighting guy and we have our own sound guy uh so back then we were kind of a self-sufficient band we would simply just turn on lights hope for the best and hope we put on a good show okay? yeah yeah uh, you know and that's the way it is i'm sure for a lot of bands similar to ourselves uh when we came back uh back in the you know in the early noughties um, one of the things that we noticed was the advent of uh, of LED lighting. So it was just so nice to actually play on a on a stage and not be cooked uh, while you played. So that was, that was, <laughs> so it, true. It was just so true. It was so so comfortable from a performer's point of view, which was great. But once again, you know, we didn't have the the benefit of learn stage uh, lighting labs uh, available, or we weren't aware of it. So we kind of made probably errors that I'm sure lots of people make out there. So when we when we got back together, we went out and we said, hey, we need some light. So what we do. So we just went online or to our local store, actually, and uh, we bought some uh, par cans. So basic par kind of 56 uh, LED lights, which are very, very basic stereos. Yep. We bought four of them. And you know what? We were totally uh, uh, delighted with those <laughs> those lights. The fact that we had lights that weren't cooking us, uh, so that was nice. But we just operated in, in their, either their auto mode or um, uh, the sound active mode, which I really, really didn't like from day one. Mm. But we were we were we were happy that we had lights, and we we're happy that it was working, and we didn't have someone to operate them, so it was okay. Um, in fact, we were so happy we went out and bought bought four more, so we ended up with eight of these things. And uh, it became very time consuming for us to uh, set up uh, these individual lights and put them on T bars and connect them and all. So then we went out and we bought some, uh, you know, like those um, uh, DJ kind of um, T bar sets where you have four lights on a, on a T bar. Mm -hmm. We bought we bought Euro lights, uh, which are European manufactured. They're, they'd be pretty good. They'd be like ADJ or Stereo okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're pretty good. And uh, and once again, we we're delighted, better programs. And we even tried to do a little bit of uh, control of those lights from the stage, whereby you had a foot switch and you could kind of black out the lights or you could change programs and stuff like that. But uh, once again, it really, you know, it wasn't what, what we wanted. We always wanted to have a put on a proper show. Um, so I started, so my role in the band is I'm, I'm the guitarist and keyboardist in the band, but I also uh, have an interest in technology and, you know, lighting and PAs and all that kind of stuff. So the, the guy kind of looked to me to go and research this kind of stuff. So um, I went online and started searching around, trying to understand what DMX was. I, I had no training or no knowledge of this whatsoever. My background was just playing music. Um, so I went online and I came across actually... Um, DJ Mikey Mike, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so he, he had some really good videos about being resourceful and making stuff, uh, you know, making, you know, f uh, fittings and stuff for performances as a DJ. And uh, he uh, was talking about um, ADJ's My DMX, I think it was. So that, that kind of sparked my interest in what was this all about and maybe you can control things. And then I um, came across another um, guy online, uh, Brian Brian's red, I think it is, and yep. he was talking mm -hmm. about using a remote control. So we were kind of exploring all different things, but we really had no one to talk to to figure out what's the best for us. Okay, um, and then uh, luckily I came across you online, David, and um, 
when I when I landed on your site and you were talking about you know all the different options that are available, such as MyDMXs and stuff like that, um, we were kind of looking at okay, what makes sense for us, and where do we want to go, and um, I think that was so helpful because it stopped us making more mistakes because mm. <laughs> we because we were well on the road to making more mistakes I was, I, was about, <laughs> I, I was about to ask the band to you know shell out some some money and like in, in the music industry as i'm sure your your listeners will know it's incredibly tight money wise there's not a lot of money around mm-hmm. so to make any kind of investments uh, you know in the in the production side it, it you know it's a big decision for us because we're a small outfit so um, we were about to make a whole load more mistakes and buy the wrong stuff and, you know, go down certain roads that didn't make sense for us. So um, we were really <laughs> lucky that we came across your, your, your site and point us in the right direction. Um, so from, from there, uh, you know, we looked at all the different options on your, on your, on your site, uh, on the YouTube site. We signed up for the labs, learned some more. We got some direct help from from you on the forums and other forum members as well. Actually, that was really helpful. The other forum members were really generous with their time, and um, and kind of points in the direction of Onyx. And uh, you've mentioned on lots lots of your previous podcasts and and your your um, your YouTube videos that Onyx is a professional grade uh, console. Um, so it was a pretty steep learning curve for myself, yeah, but I enjoyed yeah. it. You know, I really, yeah. Oh, I cool. really, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed learning and, and uh, enjoyed trying to figure it all out. And, um, you know, we picked up the relevant piece of equipment secondhand. So, for example, we got a, an Entech uh, DMX Pro on eBay. We got it for like $70 in your money. So that was like really, really good. It was brand new. It was only used once or twice. So yeah. Lucky. Yeah, we got we got an APC forty. Just based on your videos and watching your videos, we said, right, let's try and emulate what works for for David Henry. So uh, so we went out and got an APC forty secondhand as well, just a little bit over a hundred euros here, so like one hundred twenty dollars your money, um, and we got set up pretty quickly, um, which was which was fantastic. We downloaded Onyx, started to fumble our way through it, but uh, with the guidance uh, and help from people on the forums and yourself we managed to get our kind of first basic show open up running and we thankfully had a volunteer mark mcguire who's we considered him part of the band you know also our sound guy simon we considered him part of the band so we're a 10 person team not a, not an eight piece band yeah and uh, and uh, you know they've embraced mm-hmm. uh, the whole idea of running a, a really really good light show to complement the music and what's happening on the stage, so that's that's so helpful to um, to us to put on a, a good show that makes us stand out from the rest of the, uh, you know, our, our competition. I suppose the other bands that are out there that are doing similar stuff to ourselves, and it gives us the edge. And um, so yeah, so that's that's I suppose a kind of a relatively quick summary of where we come from back in the eighties, where it was really hot getting cooked on stage, all the way to where we are now with a. Uh, using onyx and an apc 40 yeah isn't that amazing i was just i was just thinking about that actually earlier um how much technology just even in the past 10 years has come that you wouldn't have certainly not in the 80s or even 10 years ago had the ability to do a lot of the things you can do today which is so cool you know being able to do it yourself having somebody just just a volunteer who's you know now a band member but running the lights and able to to make that show happen 
you know, it's it's pretty amazing. And I think you can see this better than anybody because you've been doing this since the 80s, how you literally can today make a professional looking light show for your band and do it yourself. Absolutely. Like like even the advent of moving head technology and, and the the uh, the hardware becoming more affordable and also reliable as well. You know, we're not into kind of changing bulbs readily yeah, yeah. or anything like that, you know, and the you know, the actual hardware, even though it's 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 you know mass produced and it's produced at a, a really, really good price point, the quality is still really good. You know, we've got some ADJ um you know spot pros. And uh, the quality and the beam out of, out of those lights is fantastic. For the kind of shows that we're doing, it absolutely meets our needs. So we can put on a, um, a really, really good show. We, we can have our own gobos, for example, in those lights. Uh, you know, we get, can create different looks um, depending on the song and, and, and what's happening on, on the stage. We can create different looks. We can focus on different band members. If, for example, our sax player is taken off on one of his amazing solos or something like that we can we can kind of really highlight that using using lighting as well as kind of focusing you know it on the sound side of the house so i think it's really really it's such a difference from when we first started it's incredible yeah that is that is so cool and so you actually have somebody uh, running lights for you right your guy who's in your band and i'm just curious um <clears throat> today at least does he run most things like on the fly just kind of you know totally um freely like punting or does he um pre-program like a lot of the songs and then play those back so 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 it's kind of a a blended approach um so what mark does is he um he asks us for what the set list will be maybe kind of a week in advance of a show and then he'll sit down and he'll listen to that at home on spotify okay he has he, he has a, a, a our lighting rig set up in his attic Oh, nice, so, nice. Yeah. Right, so he, has a, he, so he doesn't use a visualizer. He has a real thing kind of set up, which is amazing. And uh, what he'll do is he'll kind of listen to the songs that we're proposing to um, play, and then he'll come up with a kind of a core color theme for, um, for a particular song. So he'll have that, and he'll write out cheat sheets uh, for each, each song that he, that he will do. So he'll be punting live, depending on what's happening, but he'll have a kind of a, he'll know what it is he's going to do in advance. So he won't, but he won't make a cue list. So he won't have a kind of a, a kind of 20 cues for a particular song and just kind of flick through the cues because our shows can be quite dynamic. We can change things on the fly. Uh, we can even change our set list on the fly. So he needs to be able to respond and react to that. Probably uh, from your point of view, David, uh, an LD's nightmare we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> nightmare, yes, but also fun. You know, <laughs> yeah, certainly keep you on your toes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you do so, enough shows where it's just predictable and the same things happen, and all of a sudden, oh, hey, they're just doing something different. Hey, I'll, I'll go yeah. with this. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's a bit of that going on for sure, which is which which makes it fun for everybody, I think. But um, but no, um, you know, Mark puts in a tremendous amount of effort uh, and thought and thought to get a show really really good. So, for example, we played um. We played a festival in Ireland there just um, uh, two weeks ago. It's called Electric Picnic. It's Ireland's biggest music festival. There's about, I don't know, 50 or 60,000 people attended. And uh, so uh, Mark wanted to introduce something new, some theatrical element to this, to our show. Um, so what he did was, which was <laughs> so resourceful, is uh, he got a, um, an old antique box that would be large enough to store a, a nice fedora hat. And in that box, then, he made a kind of an LED base plate 
of white, kind of really brilliant white lights. Hmm. And then he also uh, uh, connected a hose to uh, to our uh, Martin um, smoke machine. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And then in the middle of the show, when, I, you know, I do something on the keyboard kind of, you know, to give a kind of a mood, our, our uh, lead vocalist would go over and in a theatrical fashion, open the box. There's a big reveal with loads of smoke and uplighting coming from the box. And he'd reach in and grab the fedora, put it on and we kick off into the next the next song. And that that idea and all came from our lighting, our lighting guy, Mark. Uh, so he, he kind of realized that and built that for us. So he's adding absolute value to the to the show as well as ourselves coming up with different performance ideas. Wow, that's really cool. That's a that's a cool idea. I like it. It's it's unique and it's different, but at the same time, uh, not you know large in size to carry around, and uh, you know not any not really that complicated. But I bet that looks really cool. Do you have video of that anywhere? Yeah, yeah, I, I can, I can, I can, I can send you some video of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I hope somebody has it from the show because I wasn't recording; I was playing at the time. But, uh, but uh, I'm sure, I'm sure somebody has it from the show that we did, or would send you on something. Yeah, but like, yeah. in term, in terms of, um, you know, being a being a working band, and you know, with, you know, with, like I said at the start there, like with with money being tight, you have to be very resourceful. And uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of. Um, and podcast listeners, uh, you know, would kind of that would resonate with them that you have to kind of come up with creative ways of making your limited resources work for you as hard as possible. So another example of that would be um, we saw on one of the it was actually came from from I think one of your shows, David, um, a link to I think it's uh, some church um, stage uh, uh, website. Oh yes, churchstagedesignideas.com. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's thanks very much for reminding me. So on that, we saw um, that they had used some um, um, power cans, uh, so uplighting the kind of the back of a of a stage area. But they had made these towers out of cardboard, board, um, uh, so kind of like eight foot towers. So instead of just the light just kind of shooting up against the back wall, it actually illuminated these kind of vertical um, uh, rectangles or cubes, I suppose behind the band so once again our lighting guy um, saw this on the video and he came up with his own design which was more transportable from his point of view which is basically um, power cans on the floor uh, he got some old decky material to make the kind of base so he made it's all kind of self-sufficient stuff this is and then we got some uh, some piping just to create a kind of a frame structure if you like about maybe seven foot tall and then we got some um very thin material that made it was like a sock that would pull down over the over the uh, like a scrim I suppose yeah yeah uh, yeah over the uh, the kind of frame and then when we uplight those units they actually appear so much more impactful than if we just had powers shining up on a wall behind us because they're catching the light and they're really really kind of sending out a kind of a, a clear visual to the audience very cool yeah that's really cool that's a yeah we call those socks over here in the u.s uh, trust socks usually but okay it's, okay yeah so trust socks yeah yeah because so, so, yeah, you, you know yeah a lot of times at least in the production world you know with production companies they've got trust around everywhere so you can just stand a piece up on a base you know pretty much what you did you built it out of pipes and then just pull that over top, and it, it's it is amazing how much light it catches, and it just kind of glows. You know, it's a yeah. it's a lot more effective than just a light on a wall, or you know, if you're in a festival situation or something like that, you might not even have a wall, and so now you've got something you know behind you that yeah. uh, that you can work yeah. with. Yeah, it's all about being resourceful. Uh, you know, another example is I I saw um, on TV a yeah, beautiful. Um, 
backlights for um, a show. I think they're Roby kind of vintage lights. They're big circular ones with kind of a oh yes an, yes. Am- an amber. You know, you're I'm sure you're familiar with them. So we were kind of going, yeah, we'd love some of those lights. That'd be fantastic. But then we looked at the price. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's kind of forget it. You know, even to yeah. hire them, it's really expensive. So so we said, okay, well, what can we do? So once again, being resourceful, we know people. Uh, so we it's kind of a funny story. We know a guy who uh, he uh, uh, repairs and refurbishes washing machines. So he has loads of old washing machines. Hmm. So the drum oh. of a washing machine, right, actually can make a fantastic double for one of these uh, lights. So what we did is we got a couple of drums. We got three, three, um, three of those drums. Uh, got um, a dimmer pack. Got some uh, some really nice bulbs to sit into them. Painted them up made them look a, 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 as close as we could to those Roby units and have them where we, we have them, we're going to, we're going to mount them on tripods. We have them held suspended at the moment, mm-hmm. but our next iteration is to actually put them on tripods. So you can, you can recreate these looks uh, fairly inexpensively. If you're kind of resourceful and you have, you know, people on your team who are really, really dedicated and really interested in trying to take the show to the next level. Yeah, that's really cool. And I, I really like that concept that you've got, just trying to be resourceful and make the most out of even just a little um, with it. Because, yeah, I mean, like you're saying from the get-go, if you're paying 10 people out of what the band's making for a show, you know, there's there's not a lot left over to invest in audio gear and lighting gear. And, and you know, sometimes, especially for a band like yourselves, I know that it's hard to justify, especially lighting. Like sound, I mean, you got to have it, but then even upgrading it, it can sometimes be hard to justify to see the payback, but I really think it's there though. You know, that, that these special effects and these different, um, you know, lights and things that you guys put together are just having a lighting rig that actually matches your show instead of the dreaded sound active mode that we all hate, um, because it's not musical. It's just terrible. Um, it, it really allows you to, to put yourself at a whole new level of band, you know? And I really think that that, um, have you noticed that, that, that you get picked or you get hired, um, because you really bring a full show over somebody else who might just play the music? Yeah, we, we've definitely got a lot of feedback from, from, uh, from people, you know, who, who are, are seeing us in, in the same place that we would have played before. And they're saying, well, you know, you know, something is different, you know, and that, you know, they're noticing that how, for example, when we finish the song, if we want to, if we've planned to do a blackout at the end of that song, that happens bang on the money at, the, at exactly the right time. Uh, if the mood of the song is kind of a more of a ballad or it's slow, then the lighting reflects that maybe with lower intensity and maybe fewer lights lit. Hmm. Uh, you know, so yeah. we're really kind of, you know, we're learning. So, so we're still learning. Every day is a school day, as we say uh, over here. So, um, so you know, we're learning, but definitely we're getting good positive feedback around okay you know that some, something is definitely heading the right direction for us you know with our lighting show and it's kind of differentiating us compared with some other bands who might just they don't have the the help that we have so therefore they have to um you know go down certain roads maybe just starting off with sound active or the same the same path that we would have trod um, several years ago now um but yeah you know, it's, it's certainly you know your your um your podcasts and the labs uh, and the free videos online have really one pointed us in the right direction, David. So probably should thank you for that. You know, you've you, you've definitely saved us money uh, <laughs> from making mistakes. So you know, you've pointed us down the re- the right direction. But not only that, um, your site has kind of shown us what's possible and the potential. 
which which then makes it easier making investments makes it easier kind of uh you know making those band decisions around okay where should we next um you know spend on on equipment if we're if we're making those uh, upgrades so that's that's a really big um, help to us awesome thank you yeah i actually just um i just released today to the labs members um mark may see it or may not um a guide to choosing on basically what I think through when you're going to buy something. Um, and I talk through, you know, all different sorts of lights and consoles and accessories and stuff like that in that action plan inside the labs. Because yeah, I think that for anybody who's buying gear, and this is something that I'm starting to promote more because I have, you know, folks like you now, I have like case studies, you know, not just myself advising people in person, but people who've done it through the labs where, you know, you, you bring forward, you say, hey, here's kind of what we want. And I say, well, why don't you look at this? And at the end of the day, hopefully, and most of the time it does work this way, you end up saving money. Um, so much that even just the savings in money, hopefully, is worth what you pay for the labs. And then, you know, any knowledge on top of that is just bonus. And of course, there's lots of that in there. And so um, I'm really thankful. Um, thank you for for letting me know that that worked so well for you um, and that that's been a huge help um, because I would love to be a help to as many people as possible in that way. And so it's really cool to kind of study what you guys are doing. And, and I'm so glad that it's working out great for you. Yeah, no, you know, it definitely is. And like, you know, we want to progress. We want to take things to the next level. So we're always kind of trying to think about, you know, what should we do next? You know, like, you know, and probably this is, you know, maybe off the podcast, this is something that we might follow up with, you know, so where should we next invest? Should we invest in blinder? Should we invest in more moving heads? Should we invest in powers? Should we invest in uh, better equipment? Should we upgrade and, uh, you know, our, our Onyx system, you know, and get off the Entech and, uh, you know, and, and, and move up to, you know, to be able to be die loss capable and so on. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, all, all the help that we get, you know, from yourself, but also the community as well, um, is, uh, is, is really, really welcome. Awesome. That is so cool. I'm so glad to hear all that. Um, that is, that is just great. You know, I'm, I'm just happy that it's like, it's this win-win scenario that the, you know, the internet's amazing to me. I mean, I'm a young person. I'm sure it's amazing to you too, that, you know, some people from completely across the pond from each other can connect and, and work together and, you know, make something like this happen. And, and, uh, you know, I can help you get going where you're going. And then I get to hear back from you all the exciting stuff that you're doing. And it's it's just so cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. Technology, technology is, is super. It is it really, this wouldn't be possible, you know, even maybe 10 or 15 years ago. It's absolutely not possible, you know? So it's, it's brilliant. It really is. Actually, one thing we didn't discuss yet is um, like, so now, the, what, what lights do you have now? Like, what's your rig look like? Today. Yeah, so it's it, it's still it's still basic enough, but we we make the most of it. So we've got probably uh, I don't know, um, maybe twelve power cans, so kind of floor power cans. We've got two of those T bars, so they're the um, Eurolite T bars. They're really bright. They're I, I'd recommend them for anybody listening in Europe. They're the Eurolite KLS eight hundred ones. Uh, you get them on <clears throat> Toman, which is the kind of European kind of central warehouse where you buy a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm looking them up now. Yep. Yeah, they're really, really good light. Recommend them, no problems with them whatsoever. We've got um, a couple of moving heads, so the ADJ Inner Spots. Um, and then we have those kind of, you know, homemade solutions, if you like. So we have, you know, a, a couple of fixtures that we've made ourselves, um, you know, to represent those vintage lights. So we're in, we're in, so we don't have a big rig at all, and that's by design because we got to load in and load out 
uh, every gig as I were playing in, in a, a theater or anything like that. So, so uh, that's to minimize the amount of stuff that we, we need to move. We have to travel light. So we try and get the most we can out of the gear that we have. But, uh, but yeah, like w one of the things that we're thinking of is, you know, where should we invest in next? You know, should we go for blinders? Should, you know, which aren't used all the time, sort of used for effect uh, uh, rather than, um, you know, a light, like a, a par that would give you a wash. Um, should we go for more moving heads? Because we only have two. Uh, but, you know, some of the places we play are quite small. So, you know, it doesn't make sense to, you know, uh, um, buy that type of light. Or should we consider something completely different, mm. you know? Should we consider, you know, you know, like, you know, start moving into the area of, uh, just equipment upgrades, you know, on the back end rather than lighting itself. Yeah. But it'd be interesting your views and in, in views on that. You know, when when you see bands like ourselves at a certain point, so we be kind of in the adolescent phase, if you like, in terms of of what we're doing with Onyx. So we would not, by no means, be experts, um, uh, and we're kind of being self sufficient. You know, what would you think would be a, a good next step for us in terms of our development and and our show? Yeah, from what you just said. You know, I, I really like to just a quick comment on what you were saying at the start of that. The I like your approach, and I think it's really smart. The trying to make every piece of gear that you buy do as much as it can, and having you know good control and having the ability to do whatever you want from the console um, as kind of your your first priority because that that can really help drive these these purchasing decisions. And so um, the first thing you mentioned was blinders, and I love that idea. But I don't think it's right for you. But I love that idea because it does add such an element to a song where there's audience response or where you really want to, you know, kind of poke at the audience um, and have that level of extra energy. And so what I would probably recommend looking into are some moving head wash units, you know, like so it's kind of like a par, but it's a moving head. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of those have zoom as well, too. Um, some of the cheapest ones don't, but many do. Um, even like there's, we get Eliminator here in the States. It's uh, the lowest end ADJ brand because uh, if you've noticed over the past few years, ADJ is really ADJ and Elation and Eliminator, as you're probably aware, are all under the same roof. They're all the same brand. Yeah. And Elation's been moving up in quality to the fact where, I mean, 10 years ago, Elation was like, you know, DJ and band stuff. But now it's like professional stuff. I mean, for real. You know, it's on some of the biggest shows out there, and that wouldn't have happened 10 years ago. And so ADJ has also moved up, and now they've brought in Eliminator. And they've got these stealth washes that are pretty stinking cool. Um, the Eliminator Stealth Wash is a stealth wash zoom, and it's a zooming wash light. And, and why I kind of recommend like a moving wash light for somebody like you guys is that you could use this, put it behind the band, use it, as backlight or even like I like to do if you can fit it like on the sides because then it can kind of be a backslash side light on the band but then you can also swing it and use it as a blinder and so it's multi-purpose in that in that way right. because right. you're right for what you guys are doing you know in a lot of bands and everybody really these days is you're only playing a show for one night so you got to set it all up so you want something you don't want to do a blinder where you have to set that up and tear it down, and it only does one thing, you yeah. know. Yeah, sound sound advice, uh, <laughs> David. As always, you know. Yeah, and so the, yeah, and that makes can, sense. Yeah, and something that zooms too. What I like about ones that zoom, like these 
these particular ones, the stealth wash zoom, and there's probably something, you know, that's exactly the same in Europe if you don't get Eliminator there. But it'll go down to four degrees. So you can have like a super tight beam. I mean, four degrees of spread, if you think about it, that's like nothing. Um, yeah. And so it's almost like a beam light at that, like a searchlight effect that you can get out of it, or else it'll just cut through the haze really well. Or, you know, it can go all the way to 45, anywhere in between, motorized. And so it, when I use lights like that as a blinder, I always zoom them up all the way. So they cover as much of the audience as they can. And while they look blinding, they're not like stupid bright, you know? Because <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you want yeah. to, you know, the term blinder is um, a little, you know, not quite the perfect term because you don't actually want to blind the people, but you do want them to feel it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no i'm with you but the goal is that they still are able to see the band after the blinders have turned off yeah, yeah, yeah. right it's kind of important yeah yeah you don't want any litigation coming to the ld afterwards either you know for, for <laughs> exactly exactly and so and so that's my recommendation for somebody like you guys you know mm, is, okay. is it yeah. sounds like you know especially for somebody who sets up and tears down every show you know, focusing more on lights that move makes a lot of sense because they can do multiple things and you're not setting up multiple lights. You're not setting up like you could set up, you know, some LED pars as a side wash and some as the backlight and some as the blinder or you could get a moving head and, and you only set up one thing and it does all of them, you know. And so that's gotcha. a, yeah. I mean, yeah, plus the multiple, the multiple zoom options you can do. You can do a lot, you know, it's cool stuff. Yeah. You know, I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. So yeah, that, that's a, that's a great tip. Thanks for that, David. That's cool. Yeah. Check those out. You know, look at your favorite brand from, uh, Tom is that how you say it? How do you say it? Uh, uh, Toman is how we pronounce Tomen. it here. It's okay. Pro yeah. It's probably cool. incorrect. But yeah. So it's Ger German, German warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so unfortunately i don't speak the deutsch so uh um so yeah I'm, I'm probably pronouncing it i'm probably mincing the words and people from germany are screaming at me right now <laughs> hey as long as you keep buying things from them do they really care right you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're gonna be happy <laughs> i know they're very popular in europe though that they're kind of anytime i talk to somebody in europe they're like oh yeah we just buy it from Toman, you know and so <laughs> yeah yeah they'd be they'd be one of the biggest definitely yeah yeah one of the biggest um yeah but look um i i i can uh send you on some uh links to our um to our site um if your audience wants to go in and check out we have a very, very basic setup but they can go in and go in and check it out on facebook or on um you know on instagram or whatever and they can see what we got going there yeah absolutely send me the links because it's been great uh, talking to you today um be sure to send me the links so we can include those in the show notes so people can check out the band you know if they're in europe hey book them even if they're in canada yeah. or the u.s you know book them yeah. up um check out their stuff or if you're just you know somebody who's into lighting which is probably most people listening um then you know you can check out the lighting and and be inspired and, and see you know what you can do like you said when you you know kind of think smartly try to think frugally about you know what you're doing not spend more than you have to but still make a really cool show absolutely yeah yeah that'd be great yeah i'll send you on those links no problem well that about sums it up it was great talking with taz the other day on the phone and i hope you guys learned something today if you did hey check out the show notes at learnstagelighting.com slash oh eight no oh eight oh oh eighty this is episode 80 wow and also remember guys this it's october and inside of learn stage lighting labs this month 
I'm giving away an Onyx NX DMX. This is their USB to DMX, a two universe output USB device that you can get two universes of Onyx out. I'm giving one away to a Lucky Labs member. All you got to do is join this month at learnstagelighting.com slash labs. And then once you are a member, all you have to do is comment on the forum thread and you will be entered to win. So I wouldn't want you to miss out. I think it's a great perk and we're going to be doing more of these giveaways inside of the labs.